Okay, so it's recording. Cool. <laughs> um, it's Wednesday. It's been nine days since... Eight days, maybe? Well, if you're listening at this point, you know what it was. Benji says we're gonna publish this, but, like, no. That's ridiculous. This is for science. Or our memoirs. Whatever. We've... The seven of us have decided to keep a log of what's been going on. Um, so, cool. Uh, name and deets, just in case some weird memory shit goes down. My name's Teresa. I'm 18. I'm an Aries. I like bowling and shitty pop music, and only mostly ironically. Is that enough fluff? I'm a freshman at uh, Lance College here in town and studying journalism with a minor in women's studies. Uh, anything else? I feel like this would be a better story if I started showing rather than telling. Or like, telling stories rather than just reading out my dating profile. I guess that's lame. My dating profile is actually, it's a lot more detailed than that. I'm on like seven different sites and every profile is very different. And stop listening and you, dude, take a nap. So, anyway, here's what we know. That was good, right? A good joke? That's something, um, because we don't know very much at all. There's something there, I swear. Like, I rehearsed that bit in the bathroom mirror this morning, and I was thinking, no, I won't pull that, but, but... Back to the point. You know how in movies people are always like, nobody knows except for us? It's so exclusive. So presumptuous. We don't know if people are lying. We haven't spoken to every person on the planet. We haven't even spoken to anyone outside of Maryland. Outside of town. Like... We've watched news, but God knows, some of those conspiracies about hypnosis through CNN are real, or whatever. You know, like those conspiracies that are almost exclusively believed in by, like, flat-earthening racists, so, like, they're probably definitely super wrong, but <laughs> I was making a joke, and I'm overthinking it. Cool. Anyway, we don't know who knows. Maybe someone in, like, Caracas knows. Maybe someone in... You get my knows. <laughs> or maybe we're being Truman showed. Wouldn't be the worst theory to come out of this. I would. Well, I'd hate it, but one time, back in middle school, the public library did these, these movie nights for teenagers, right? And so, uh, a bunch of us were there, and I was sitting with Angie, because she was, she was the only person I knew there, of course, and she was sitting with these kids, uh, like, from hippie school she had taken in, and one of them was AJ, I know, and one was Charlotte, but the others I don't see anymore. But anyway, she was, like, starry-eyed at the idea of her life being a TV show without her knowing. At the idea of unintentional stardoms. Maybe she'll get a kick out of that theory. Here's something. I was working on my campaign notes earlier, because the group meeting's tomorrow, so should meet tomorrow, and I didn't really... I didn't really like a few of the potentials, so whatever. Irrelevant. I checked the time, and well, it was 12.01. And two minutes later, it was still 12.01. And now, it's still 12.01. At the idea of unintentional stardoms, it said the same on my phone and on the wall clock. The app says time is passing. It's been longer than 59 seconds. It's still 12.01, though, is the thing.
which isn't great, all things considered. But we'll catch up on that later. Here's the big thing. I went back to the beach last night to see if I could recreate what happened alone, and at least I think I did. I don't remember going, but uh, Angie says I did, and Angie said that when he was closing at work, he saw me walking towards it. But I didn't... I didn't go. There are 69, which, yeah, nice, that's a sex number, whatever, 69 sticky notes on the bathroom mirror, and, like, I can make out the letters of some of them, individual letters, but not words. And I know that they're making words, and I know that it's by handwriting, but my brain just, it goes somewhere else. And the other ones that I can read, they have dumb stuff. One of them's just a doodle of David Hyde Pierce with a caption that says, Hell yeah, look at the moon, Wednesday. It's like, in fairness to me, or the person I assume to be me, it's a fairly good David Hyde Pierce. And, and there's, there's a new moon tonight, so, well, whatever. It's still 12 oh, oh never mind, 12.02 now. Nice. Benji wants me to take off work until this whole thing's sorted out. Says he'll still pay me, but, like, being yelled at by awful dudes about trivia that nobody knows is, like, the only constant in my life right now. So I said no, obviously. Like, it sucks, but it makes me feel normal. Like the beach out by Angie's place did before. Well, maybe some recollection would be nice, I guess. Just so, like, Danny and company, like, if we end up showing them. Because I'm better at sticking to the facts than, say, Robin or Charlotte. So, yeah. So, uh... Most folks know that she transferred in after a semester at, well, I'm not allowed to say the name of the school in front of her anymore, and she's, like, giving me death eyes out of the bathroom door, but a certain Ivy League school. This is relevant. Okay, maybe not, but it's a nice setup to our establishing shot, which is, of course, her New Year's party nine days ago at her parents' place. or. Eight days ago at her parents' place, I guess. She told us on New Year's Eve that she was starting at Lands on the 4th, and I offered her a stay in my dorm, because I had a single and, uh, it sucked. But, whatever. So I said, you know I have a single, and she said, let me find my journal. Alright. She said, oh, is it really on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, iTunes, MySpace? I didn't know you... And I said, I mean dorm room, dude. You mentioned MySpace? She said, I still use it. I left, of course you do. But anyway, we agreed to live together. But it was 1 a.m. Robin K. Bell dropped by with her new fiancé, said hi, and well, like our babysitter's getting married to like this gorgeous girl from D.C. And the high school kids from the hippie school were there, and Benji was there because he's everywhere. And... As the folks left, Angie started playing Wonderwall around 3 a.m., so uh, a little bit before then. It ended up just being the seven of us. Her parents are out of town, as always. Well, not always, but frequently. They're mad about Blarward Gate. I didn't say it! I said something mildly close alluding to it. Stop texting me! But it was just the seven of us there. 
Angie's still playing some terrible 90s song, and Benji says, I brought fireworks. Forgot about that till now. Elena, Robin's new fiancé, asked, they legal? Benji said, it's New Year's Day, and I'm a bit of a town celebrity, he said, because his podcast gets, like, 17 downloads per episode. You are? asked Elaine. He got really proud real fast, and he said, yes, absolutely, and also, I'm at some rich people's house, and it's New Year's Day, so, like, we'll be fine. Which, fair. And that's about where things blew up. Ironically, not literally, because he went to his truck, brought out the fireworks, and he was, well, it was New Year's, he wasn't sober, so he tripped, and those things went flying, landing in the water. It was a bad fall. He hit his head on a rock. And Charlotte was laughing, and she was waiting right where the waves were breaking, and she fell backwards, so AJ panicked, and he jumped in after her because she wasn't coming up. And AJ came up, holding Char so she could stand, and she was coughing up water. Looked like she was about to pass out. I was checking out Benji's wound, even though I'm like, blood? Not my thing at all. It's weird and red, and Angie was getting up to check on me, and Rob and her fiancé were trying to help out the kids, and, and the sky went bright purple. Not like when it's a sunset, and the sky is kind of magenta, and that's blending into the night sky color, but like the highest saturation on Photoshop, highest brightness, makes you almost vomit because your eyes are burning, that bright purple. And my skin, it felt like it was burning. I smelled salt. Felt a breeze. I tried to close my eyes to breathe out, but I couldn't. And then there was nothing. And then I woke up on the beach. I could smell salt. I was totally clear-headed. And Benji's cut? It was gone. My watch said that it was around 4 a.m. My phone was dead, but it was the first still. The sun was rising in normal sky colors. I woke up second. Elaine was already up. She asked me if I saw it, too. I said that I did. Neither of us needed to clarify what. But we did, obviously, because it could be, like, anything. Like, it could be that new reality show that everyone's super into, where eliminations are decided by arm wrestles. It's, like, got compelling storylines, I swear. My phone died, Angie, so if you're trying to communicate, I can't help you. Oh! Time's passing normally now. That's nice. That's good. The plan was to recount the past week's events, as well as their psychological effect on us. That's what we agreed. So, time stopped for a little while today. That was weird. That's important. I guess I'm first, so I should talk about my other big experience, too. I was the fourth of us to see something. After it all, after work, I was walking to Raymond's, and as I passed the custard stand, I saw this woman. She was shorter than me, a long sundress on that was way too summery for this weather, but she didn't seem cold. I offered her my hoodie, because I at least had long sleeves, but she didn't answer. Dark hair, big sunglasses. I'd wager maybe thirty. She took off her sunglasses, yeah? And then the sky flashed purple. The same purple. 
and then the same smell of nothingness. Same salt, same breeze, but I was still standing. And we were in this space, this purple nothingness. No ground, no sky, no nothing. That's a double negative, you get what I mean. And I was still standing, more floating, which was not as pleasant as you'd expect. But not unpleasant either. And this woman, she looked at me dead in the eyes and she said, what did she say? It's, it's in my head, like tip of my tongue. I wrote it down, but it's, it's another individual letters making out a word I know, but can't type situation. But whatever. What I'm concerned about is my going to the beach. About the sticky notes, like that's some sci-fi bullshit. Or some horror bullshit, either one. Probably both. Again, Truman showed viable theory here. Or it has something to do with Groundhog Day. Maybe. I think what bothers me about this is how easy I'm accepting all of this. That, like, I'm fairly sure that all this is real. I know it's. it's weird. I know that this is sci-fi-esque, but like, I never saw myself as a protagonist, or any kind of protagonist, I guess, in those stories, but this, now, I think that I am. So, cool. But why do I think that's cool? I'm the, <laughs> I'm the socially stilted nerdy girl who either dies second or gets really good at guns, and I'm very afraid of guns, so. Therefore, I'm dying second. Or, 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 I'm Lois Lane. Charming and tough young journalist, swept off her feet by a charming stranger. Hopefully not a Superman, though, because, uh, he's not my thing. But, yeah, I can deal with Lois. I feel like I should know what happens next. Me or Benji, we gotta... For the ones who know the genre like the back of our hands. That's why we're friends, but this isn't supposed to happen here. Like, I grew up here, I'm... I wasn't planning to stay here forever, obviously, but this town, VB, it's comforting in its boringness. Sure, it's not... The people here are always cycling in and out, because tourism and school and all that, but Violet Beach is a normal-ass town. We don't have ghost stories, we don't have cryptids, we don't, we don't have lore or whatever. I don't think there's even been a murder here, God's sake. Okay, well, the hippie school's headmaster, uh, the Rembrander guy, Andrew Corielli, or, his son's the mayor, right? Shot that grocer, like, in the 60s. But everyone was a serial killer back then, if I can trust every true crime show ever. But my point is, what's going on is not what happens in this town. What's going on is like what goes on in like Roswell or Twin Peaks or something. I, I don't have that much else to say. That's a conclusion if there ever was one, so uh, okay. I'm signing off. Thanks guys. Hope to see you soon.
Hey, um, hello everyone. My name is B Highland. I uh, I write this dang thing. Thank you so much for listening to episode one of Violet Beach, which is a real thing that's happening. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening to episode one. Um, this is a project of mine that I'm really, really nervous about releasing, and that I hope you you enjoy. Um. Hope you stick around, maybe subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, tell a friend. Um, you can tweet about us with the hashtag Violet Beach, whatever. I'll get to promos and plugs and all that junk in a minute or so. But first, I want to give a huge shout out to my dear friend, Teresa Carr, who voiced Teresa. Fun fact, I started this whole story and named that character before I even met Teresa. So that's like a wild little fun fact of casting. I love, I love it. Love it. Um... But anyway, yeah, she's great. Uh, she and I host a uh, newscaster-themed comedy podcast um, called The Chuck Toddcast, which you should really check out. Um, it's on Libsyn at chucktodcast.libsyn.com. You know, tumblr.chucktodcast.tumblr.com, you know. You get all that. Um, she's on Twitter at Teresa S. Carr. Meanwhile, I'm on Twitter at B Highland, B-E-E-H-Y-L-A-N-D. Um, I'm also, um, I run the Tumblr and the Twitter for Violet Beach, Violet Beach Pod in both cases. And hey, if you want to support the show, you can, um, you can check out our Patreon and our Ko-fi. Uh, the Patreon is slash Violet Beach and the Ko-fi is slash B Highland. Um, please donate. It can help us get, uh, better audio software, can help me compensate the actors and can, you know. Help us make this show as good as possible. If you use the Patreon, you can get bonuses. I released episode one early for patrons, for example. I'm working on some bonus episodes. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting. I'm gonna do some like original art, some original scores for patrons. It's great. Ten out of ten would recommend being a patron if you can. I totally get it if you can't. Um, other ways you can help the show, leave a review on iTunes, like I said, or uh, tweet about the show with the hashtag Violet Beach. Um, please, <laughs> thank you. That would be really, really, really cool of you, and I'd really love it if you did that, just because, like, attention, word of mouth. I'm not paying to advertise this show anywhere. I'm really relying on that. So that would be, that would be pretty dang cool of you. Yeah. Um, so, again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you stick around for more. Thank you. Love you. Bye.